Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Neverend Podcast, the podcast open to everyone. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Neverend Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. And uh, we get to talk about Royal Quest, and we didn't have to wait that long this time. It's kind of nice, right, Luke? Yeah, so uh, this year you don't have to listen to me every episode, Mr. Guy, going, where's my Royal Quest? Where's my Royal Quest? Uh, yeah, so uh, it's happened. It's aired. We've watched it, and we're going to talk about it. But before we do that, Mr. Guy, uh, there's ways people can uh, contact and interact with us if they wish to. On the uh, X-Tweety, I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Tweets. Collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. And if you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that too. NeverOpenPod at a gmail, a dot, a com. Also, if you've got any of that Sasha Banks money, uh, kick it kick it our way. We've got a Teespring store. We can buy merch. That'll make you look a never as fuck. That's right, Luke. You know, um, I guess we should address this now, right? We talked about it a little bit on our Never Realm episode, which no one listens to those. So you have not no. heard this probably if you're listening to this right now. But um, we're trying to like brainstorm a little bit about how to maybe set up a different way to communicate with the listeners during live shows. Um, meaning live New Japan shows, because, you know, some of our favorite people have left Twitter and we kind of want to talk to them during shows. So we're trying to figure out a way to do that. If you have any recommendations, you know, uh, some of our ideas, ideas have ideas have been like starting a discord or, you know, opening a like Facebook uh, secret group or like a secret, um, you know, Facebook messenger group or something like that. I don't know. We've had a bunch of different ideas, but uh, nothing stuck quite yet. No, not yet. But uh, hey, if you're hearing this, uh, except for us when we play this back, Mister Guy, ignore this bit. But if you're hearing this <laughs> and you've got any ideas, yeah, that's how it's going to go today. Uh, yeah, kick them our way. Give us some some uh, suggestions and all that kind of shit. Now, uh, I got something. Awesome to tell you, something groundbreaking that's going to fucking blow the roof off everything, Mr. Guy. Do you really? want to hear it? I do, always, oh, yes. Dude. All right, so I'm watching this fucking hot, amazing feud on AW. It's got MJF in it, and it's got Jay Wyatt. It's fucking amazing. It's got all this shit I have just never seen before, dude. Like, never. I just can't believe how they're doing it. So what's mm. happened, right, is... Uh, I can't remember what it stands for, but MJF calls his belt the Triple B, his world mm. title. Well, guess what? Jay White stole it. So he stole the world champion's title. Yeah. And he's calling it the Bang Bang Belt. But guess what? Here's, here's how it's all real fresh and, and interesting and different. Uh huh. Jay White has stolen that title and he's acting like he's the champion. Oh, wow. So, like. So like he's trying to say like let me make sure I got this right like he's he yeah. stole the belt like it's not his but That's he's great. running around telling people that like maybe MJF's not a good champ and like Jay White would be a better one so he that's why he has the belt because he is the champion because he's better and he knows Dude, I don't know how the fuck you inferred all of that from what I just told you but you're absolutely 100% correct there huh. 
Yeah, I'm just fucking I've been watching this storyline on AEW, and then I'm like, I'm, I'm watching it, and the belt thing happened. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the fucking evil Sonata storyline. It's even Bullet Club, too. <laughs> it's even Bullet Club, yes. Oh, um, my God, that's fucking hilarious. So uh, I know there's more to it than that, everyone, but just, like, just having that just made me laugh i got to watch jay white versus pentagon as well though uh, i wish it was a pay-per-view for a world title or something like that because that would be even better more time stuff but for a tv match and seeing these two in the same ring mixing it up i loved it It was a good time but anyway what so how overall how is this feud because i actually have watched a little tiny bit like i watched one a couple of the promos and stuff and i you know i just am have a predilection not to like aew anyway but like i found it to be underwhelming and i just was like oh cool so they just write all the awesome lines for mjf and give jay white shitty lines <laughs> well they've done this very smart thing of uh having these two feud but uh they're no longer having a microphone battle and things like mm. that because uh as good as Jay is, I think he's a pretty good all-rounder. I don't uh, don't think he's going to hang with uh, MJF in the uh, promo department. I don't think anyone can really. Uh, I think he, I bet you he could if you know they gave him something cool to say and let him get over on him. You know, yeah, if you go out there and you have nothing to say, you're going to look like an idiot. And so I just. I don't know, man. This is what I was talking about when Jay White got signed by AEW, and I was thinking, how does he work? on american television wrestling i don't see how that works and this is where we're at so just my opinion yeah well you know at least they're doing something with him and it's for the world title so and it's with yeah. aw's top guy so i'm i'm kind of happy with that kind of happy with that no i am happy with that kyle fletcher wrestled there uh, mr kenny omega on that show too he, he oh was. yeah i thought oh. that was fucking awesome for him yeah it was good Nice. Hey, man, he's really good. I saw that uh, he lost, and Lord Gideon Gray was consoling him on Twitter. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt closer to both of them when I read that. So, Speaking of uh, Mr. Gideon Gray, uh, oh, no, we, we, we're not up to that yet. No. I know we can talk about Royal Quest, but there's a, there's a bit of news uh, that we didn't talk about on the Never Realm because, you know, we want the listeners to hear it <laughs> well we didn't talk about it at the beginning That's but if right. you listen to the episode we sprinkled in the new japan talk throughout. oh yeah so definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. it's definitely sprinkled in there mm -hmm. you got, yeah that's right uh, under the you're gonna listen under our audio in the subliminal <laughs> kind of hearing spectrum i don't know what i'm saying but uh what i do know <laughs> what i do know mr guy is we got brackets for Super Junior Tag League. Oh, yeah. Who's in so, it? Uh, all right. So we've got all sorts of teams. We've got uh, Raisuke Taguchi. That's the wrong list. That is last year's list. <sighs> God. I thought maybe it'd be awesome if he was tagging with Bunny Guy, you know, from, uh, from I don't know where that guy's from, but the guy with the little stuffed rabbit. That'd be great. You know? Yeah. Can they don't go? Worry. I found sort of 2023. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I've got it. All right. Here That's we go. For realsies, everyone. <laughs> We've got, of course, the tag team champions, Clark Connors and Adrella Maloney. We've got, hey, they're back. It's TJP and uh, Francesco Akira, catch 2-2. Uh, we've got Bushi 
I'm sorry, Mr. Gunn. Wait, is there someone else coming? Like maybe from a southern part of North America? Someone yeah. by the name of <laughs> That's right, Mr. Guy. Damn it. Titan is back. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I know. <sighs> we have El Desperado and the Master. <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> so they've released a couple videos of those two, and the deal is is that like Watto's like the little kid, like, hey, hey, check out, check out what I can do. You know, like that's kind of how he is. And Desperado's like the kind of like doting older brother, like, okay, we'll take all humor you. And there's been a few videos they put out of stuff like that. And I love it. It's tremendous. I, I, I'm really looking forward to those two tagging together. If you had told me that one day I'd be watching these two in a tag team together, I don't know, man. That's bizarre. It's, it's weird. I like it. All right. We've also got uh, Rohuski, Taguchi, and the DKC. So that's pretty okay. cool. Huh. Yeah. We've got, of course, Kushida and Kevin Knight, the uh, intergalactic jet setters. We've also got Sho and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Hmm. You bastards. You son of a bitch, Kanemaru. You fucking... Mm. Oh, I love you, man. And we've got Doki and Taka Michinoku. The yeah! team, one of the teams I'm going for, and they're going to lose a lot. <laughs> I think so. I think so. There's a couple teams in here that you're like, man, probably going to lose a ton of matches, right? You know, yeah. that's, that's one of them. That brings me to the other match because... Uh, and I, I, oh man, Robbie Eagles is going to be back in New Japan, so that's exciting! That's Yay! Good. I feel like that's it's good. been fucking forever. And we've got uh, him tagging with, uh, of course, Kosai Fujita. Oh, of course he is. So, uh, Kosai Fujita is uh, about to uh, job a lot. Yeah, it's going to happen. Now, I didn't necessarily save the best for last, but uh, it, like it was supposed to be Yo and Leo Rush. But uh, it's not happening now, so it's Yo, and from Michinoku Pro, it's Musashi uh, tagging with Yo this time. So yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, Leah Rush had been on such a good run, and listen, I don't whatever's going on. I don't know. I guess he's sick or something. It's not his fault. I'm not trying to blame him, but like, it's just wild because like he was on such a good run. He hadn't had any shenanigans or injuries or, you know, surprise retirements or whatever, you know, uh, change of yeah. uh, occupation, none of his shenanigans. And now it's like he's gone for a while. It's like, oh, man, I wonder what happened. Because, like, that run was really looking good, man. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's a shame. But it's nice to get a chance to see someone new and maybe he'll get pinned a bunch and, and uh, you will lose all the time. Dude, that's my that's, look. I even want Masashi to help the opponents double, you know, <laughs> like, to help them. So that that's my dream there. So I'm hoping that team gets zero points. I'm sorry, Masashi. Hey, remember that time that Taichi he tagged with Yoshitatsu and he got so tired of it that he just helped the other. He it was it was versus the team fisherman and he yeah, helped he helped them hit the shoto on him because he was so mad. Yoshitatsu for sucking his <laughs> I, I love that. Was that was fucking incredible. <laughs> I love that too, man. So uh, before we get into the fireworks factory that is the, the Royal Quests, uh, 
do we do you want to talk about some uh match feuds things for power struggle yeah sure i guess i mean there's been some announcements right i guess they've yeah. announced a bunch of the matches and you know some of that stuff we're going to probably get to you know as we go through the show because some of it's set up there but there's a few things out already i think uh let's see um what is why don't you tell me one real quick while i uh definitely you know was prepared for that question and i'm absolutely not, not, i'm not getting prepared now i was prepared so just to let oh, you know God. um but wow, uh okay happening. all right yeah. so we're getting david finley versus tongaloa we're hmm. getting uh that, that'll be a match i'm watching uh we'll get greater khan versus a john moxley yeah and we're getting uh will osprey versus uh, the shooter shooter umino yeah well i mean all this stuff is being set up at this the show we're about to talk about so we kind of <laughs> probably just doing this out of order but anyway also on that show will be a uh, IWGP heavyweight championship match. It's Hiromu Takahashi versus the returning Taiji Ishimori. Um, also, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and his boys, the heavies from TMDK, will be facing yeah. the, the dream team for the six-man titles, right? So, That's right. Um, and then also we got uh, Sonata and Yuya Uemura versus uh, Yoda Suji and Naito, which, man, I love, like, like we'll talk about Suji and Naito a lot tonight. They both were on fire, and it was tremendous. So, not um, only that, sorry, not only that, Mister Guy. We've got hopefully, please don't make it a pay per view in New Japan. But on uh, next weekend, probably next Sunday for me, is Fighting Spirit Unleashed. I think it's an American show. It is. Uh, and there's some matches on that that I want to watch, and I hope it's not a bloody pay per view. So, uh, yeah, it is a pay per view. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that's, that's actually the show that has, uh, Hanari versus Eddie Kingston on it. And it's like, well, I'm getting that one, Mr. Guy. So, uh, okay. I'll get it. I'll right. get this one. Yeah. I, watch you it. know, we kind of made an agreement a while back, uh, you know, Japanese stuff only, um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's been a while since we've had to buy a pay-per-view for a while. They were buying one every month and it was getting old. <laughs> Look, I will do it for Hanari getting a title shot. Like it's, that's extenuating. Oh, I like him. So. And he's wrestling Eddie Kingston. All right. They, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, now, Luke, every time we have one of these shows where yeah. New Japan is, it's like New Japan, but it, it's quasi New Japan's out of Japan. We have a, a match that's been going on throughout all of these. And that is, you know, uh, the New Japan or whoever's doing it production crew versus their equipment. How did they do on Royal Quest 3? All right, so uh, I would say that the equipment won again. It's undefeated in countries outside of Japan. It just cannot be contained. I liked the show. The wrestling was awesome. I liked the commentary as well. I liked the team. But uh, it, was, it was really hard to hear the crowd and sometimes some of the wrestling as well. Yeah, I... I... My biggest beef with the show is that you can't find you can't fucking hear the ring. The crowd yeah. you, you can hear, especially when they're loud, but it's like it's like indirect. You know, it's like the sound's not hitting the microphone. It's bouncing off 50 things, then hitting the microphone. But the, the in like the in ring, somebody chops somebody, it's like you know, instead of being it's like and you could barely hear it. And man, I mean, in the main event, we got Zach Saver Jr. talking shit to the crowd. What's he saying? We don't know. 
You know, um, <laughs> it, it, that was disappointing. Also, um, on commentary, it was immediately turned off by commentary it's, until I kind of started like to adjust to it and I could hear what they were saying because like if everything else was at normal volume, meaning like, you know, we got, we got the ring. It's a little low, the crowd's fine. And then you got Gideon gray on, you know, one side of commentary on the other side is Chris Charlton. Who's peaking like his fucking audio is up so loud. It's distorting. And I can't turn it up any louder because his voice is so loud. It makes it like someone's just yelling in my apartment. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. I, I was really disappointed at first because of that, Eventually, I got used to it, but I don't know, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the equipment won this a little bit, or maybe it's a draw. What do you think? See, that's that's the that's the other thing. Like, this is going to be a little annoying because I'm going to buy this new Japan Strong Show. God damn it! <laughs> <sighs> Better win, huh? Yeah, uh, but uh, and I already know going in, like, shit's going to go down. It's it's like remember that time it started an hour late oh you didn't watch that live so you didn't have to mm, put up with that that was awesome you had to put up with me ranting about it for the whole episode though but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's uh there's sandwiches mm -hmm. and stuff but uh, none of it affects the in-ring which uh i thought was either good or great so, yeah, yeah that's true i i you know i'd say most of the show is pretty good um and production pretty good not bad but uh, not great either, except for maybe one or two things. But we'll get into it. So, uh, Luke, this place this takes place in a, a venue called the Copper Box. What does it look like inside? It looks like a basketball arena or something, doesn't it? Kind of. Really what? tall, like, seats. Yeah. Seats are really high, and there weren't a ton of people up in the higher, um, you know, the upper echelon or, or mezzanine or whatever you fucking call that thing up there. But... Uh, I was a little disappointed in what seemed to be not a huge turnout. You know, I would expect that thing to be totally packed, but it was not. However, um, you know, the venue itself was fine. You know, it. I think the crowd could have been a little closer to the ring, but the ring itself was not bad either. It didn't look like the tiny ring. It was like, it was probably the um, Rev Pro ring, but they put the New Japan corner pads on it. So it was like a mix between the two. I like that. I thought that was cool. I thought that was pretty neat as well. And uh, so, yeah, the attendance is 3,191. It's like mm. groundbreaking, but it's no. fine. It's good. Yeah, but it's, uh, I don't see that. I don't think that's very good at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's just my opinion. How, you know? how many people does it seat? Like, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I didn't look that part up. Uh, I only looked up other things about the copper box. But uh, All right. What sort of other things did you look at, Mr. Guy? Well, Luke, I figured that, you know, there would be some pretty entertaining, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Google reviews. By the way, the Copper Box uh, will hold up to 7,500 uh, uh, spectators. So um, that's, uh, that's yeah. so we got about halfway there. But anyway, um, so I also looked up, as usual, some Google reviews for the Copper Box. And I thought this would be a good one because it's in England and uh, they might say some crazy shit. What is the first review? of the copper box sailor all right here we go oh, awful time work and here today staff seem to be on a mission to upset our company in every way we were <laughs> we were only here to work and have been treated terribly handful of people spoiling what was once a great venue to work at no stars uh, frowny face emoji <laughs> That was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> that was pretty good. So. 
Oh my goodness. Well, I also have a Google review that I will read to you at this time. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Oi, I was appalled by the atrocity of the service. As halfway through a netball game, the walls of the arena started to shrink and alarm and rate up to the point where I was literally in a shoebox. I would not recommend this to anyone else. One star chim chimney chim chimney chim chim sheree yeah you i think we both dick van dyke that accent man like we were, we were pretty terrible <laughs> everyone from the uk just turned to us the fuck off that's fuck them all you know Oy. except for the new announcer guy i think he's british maybe i don't know i don't know but uh he seems to love tweeting about how much uh he loves working the equipment and doing the shows and <laughs> so luke what did you think of chris charlton and gritty and gay gritty oh my god gritty and, <laughs> and it's gritty. lord gideon gray lord gideon gray jesus christ on the call for this show i thought they were great i thought chris was fine he's he, i feel like he's he's his usual self so i like that and uh gideon in character the whole time absolutely hilarious i didn't write down everything he said but i've got a couple lines here and there that he that he might have said that just made me made me fucking laugh so uh i really liked him he would uh punctuate things every once in a while just going jesus christ like <laughs> that was really oh, yeah. funny he also we'll talk about his uh, love for the united empire and hatred for certain uh you know ungovernable types <laughs> it's so fucking funny i love them i thought they were great motherfuckers got straw hair <laughs> we'll get there all right let's start us off then we've got a match between uh robbie x and the returning i think this is his first singles match back yeah. it's taiji ishimori the bone soldier so uh by the way, uh, I just want to mention to Lord Gideon Gray that uh, no, you can't buy Aussie palaces down here for about 20 quid. Fucking dumbasses. No palaces in Australia? What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, Ishimori finds a way to use the exposed steel, uh, as he always does. And I must have missed where he took it off because he seems to do that every time. Like He could do it brazenly and blatantly in front of the whole world and once again i'm typing doo, 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 doo. what's up oh robbie exit in the exposed steel how did how did shimori do that he's the only one in there that's uh, that's oh. like when when yano does a low blow and kevin kelly's monitor goes out that's what's yeah. going on there <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh robbie x does a pretty cool cartwheel drop kick thing as well which i really like uh oh man i felt i was smiling from ear to ear and i saw oh he's setting it up He's setting it up sliding german oh i missed you wish you more it was good too oh, that was a good one. Oh my god yeah it was uh rob robbie x does this kind of interesting kind of matrix dodge of a lariat that uh ishimori does and then hits this kind of pele kick as well so i was like all right all right that was awesome in fact uh, i kind of would have liked another five minutes of these guys because it's pretty pretty interesting but it's only a seven minute match that's okay we got a uh Ishimori fucking pulls out a UFO style move like ELP would do, but he uh, sends Robbie X down like a neck breaker, like his uh, head and neck comes down on Ishimori's knee and leg. So I thought that looked really cool. And then a bloody cross for the win. 
I feel like that that like UFO thingy didn't go right. You know, like it just seemed it seemed to me like it was like a bloody cross, but like a you know uh, spinny burning hammer setup version of it. But it didn't quite go right because I don't know that that neither one of them looked like they probably ever done that before. But it worked out great, you know, as far as the win. I thought this was fine. We've seen Robbie X before. He is a competent wrestler. And Ishimori is tremendous. I thought this kind of set the stage a little bit. Not everyone is this way. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of guys going easy tonight. A lot of New Japan guys like, oh, I'm here for the crowd. I'm here to take a few bumps. And then I'm out of here. Because, like, uh, for example, Ishimori is not really hitting Robbie X hard at all during this match. But when Robbie X lands in Insiguri, Ishimori does a fucking flip. And, and bumps <laughs> so he's like ah oh, you know i'm gonna sell for you but i'm not gonna we're not going too hard tonight kid you know so i thought that was funny uh yeah. next luke we have el desperado versus trent seven uh, kind of uh, is, is he related to gary seven from star trek yes he is it's actually well no he's related to gary six Trent Seven's uh, the older brother. So, which, by the way, right. in ancient Rome, they would often like if you were the second son, you know, or the third. Like, I, Quintus, I always remember this. If you're the fifth son, you're named Quintus. You know, so like there's uh, Quintus Pompey and Sextus Pompey, and you know he had a bunch of sons. I'm just saying. What if, so, what if you got a squint? Would you be mm -hmm. called Quintus Squintus? Yes, mm -hmm. the squinted one. That's right. Um, <laughs> Quintus Squintus is tremendous, but. Uh, so this is a match. Um, Trent Seven is like, okay, so he's like one of these legendary guys that somehow survived Me Too, but I'm not really sure if he's unscathed from that. But I do have an issue with this, all right, uh, beyond that, is that like, okay, this is a fucking huge opportunity for Rev Pro, for example, to show some of their like, you know, incredible talent that maybe we haven't seen or we've seen once or twice. Absolutely. Trent Seven was on WWE. Like, why is he here? Mountain or something? It's yeah. We're not, I. I just. I don't find this helpful. Like to me, this is like. I don't know. To me, this is like bringing back Iska to face somebody in Japan if they had like a a Japan Rev Pro show in Japan. You know, it's like it doesn't. I don't. I don't. I mean, this guy's a tremendous wrestler and everything, but I just don't. I don't see what we're doing here. But anyway, this match starts with uh, Trent getting a chair and Desperado gets one too. So they do duel the fates and they're not going too hard. But Trent hits Desperado with a chair when he tries to dive and does a bunch of heat spots. They fight on the outside. Desperado's babyface comeback is really great though. He just gets really mad and just stares Trent down after Trent tears at his mask. And it's like, man, that guy has so much charisma. You know, it's like he has so much charisma they had to put a mask on him, you know? So that's maybe right. that maybe that's why Wado doesn't have a mask because they know <laughs> it works. So, <laughs> so. Uh, numero dos, <laughs> numero dos. Then Desperado gets the dive he had tried earlier in the match. Brainbuster for two. Tremendous pile driver from Trent right there. That was awesome for two. Spear pinche loco, but no chump bump, low blow, inflosion thingy for two. But sneaky roll up. Desperado wins. Big swing in New Japan dick, busting out early, coming out the bottom of the shorts. You can see it swinging, and it is now 2-0 and o for Japan, New Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, let's see if we can go 3-0, and o because we have Luke Maybe. Jacobs versus Yoda Suji. By the way, can I tell you, like, in my lifetime, 
I can only name like a, maybe one or two Lukes that I've liked. Yeah. Like in my experience, other Lukes are fucking awful and they suck. Luke Skywalker. So uh, I said one or two, didn't I? Okay. okay. And he's fictional. So, you know, except for the white version of him that's in that uh, Ryan Johnson movie. That was shit. But, oh. uh, you know, so uh, I just had to mention that. Like, I don't, me and other Lukes don't usually get along. It's okay. weird. Fair enough. You're the only Luke. I got it. Take it easy. God damn right. I'm just going <laughs> to write to you and send you a list of commandments next. All right. So <laughs> that's for Luke Jacobs versus Suji. Everyone needed to hear my Luke rant. Shut up. I thought this match was great, but like the first two matches, it's fucking short. Like Ishimori, Robbie X, like it's less than eight minutes. We get less than nine minutes for the second match. Oh, and this one is is nine minutes i'm cool with that uh, i look i know but it was like four hours long it's fine i know i oh, yeah i i know what you're saying but uh i like seeing you at a suji wrestles <laughs> he's very good he's very good i wanted to see a longer match but uh yeah this is great he's he did an excursion here as well so uh he's got pretty good chemistry with luke jacobs uh so there is that but yota wins with a spear of course, the Gene Blast. And then hey, he shows you what an LIJ guy he is by uh, going, oh, Luke, yeah, I won. Hey, congrats. And then just throws him the fuck out. <laughs> wow. Um, Yeah, there was a lot going on with this match because Suji was making his triumphant return to Rev Pro. He got a massive pop. He and did. It, and Gideon, I guess, worked with him a bunch when he was there. So Gideon, this is one of the only times he was kind of like, sort of out of character but he was still in character he's like listen i i love i he almost was like i wanted suji for for united empire i just couldn't get him you know what i mean he's so great and he's like saying hey we're we're friends and i consider him a friend i thought that was pretty cool you know um they did the like new japan like strong style match and i i thought it was fine you know they botched some kind of power bomb thing counter at the end you know which is kind of weird but it I don't know. It wasn't bad. It was just, again, what is this for? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I, I genuinely uh, was not too thrilled with the first half of this show. I was just like, oh, okay. yeah, I, I agree. They sure are matchers, you know? Uh, hey, uh, hey uh, Rev Pro, do you have a fucking tag team championship? Like you yeah. can't have your tag champs on or something? Or what about like, We'll see the uh, UK champ a little later in the show in a six-man tag. This is like a strong show, dude, where Tom Lawler's cut with the strong title and he's coming out for a six-man, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, anyway, next week we have the War Dogs, Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney versus Leon Slater and Cameron Kai. And man, okay, so these two, like, Red Pro dudes, Leon Slater and Cameron Kai, are tremendous. But yes. I just, I don't know, man, because you got these like monster baby face juniors that the like baby faces don't get a ton to do, but what they do is great. So don't get me wrong. It's, it's very good, but it's just kind of like, ah, I want to see him do all their shit. So Cameron, he gets a bunch of cool shit on the war dogs in on the war dogs at the beginning. We had stereo, stereo baby face planches, true stereo, one on the left, one on the right. That was amazing. We're, we're panning properly there. So, uh, Cameron gets pounced by Connors and Bullet Club torture these blokes. Eh? 
Yeah, you like that? But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is a big hot tag to Leon, who has history with uh, Gerilla Maloney. So they go at it. It's pretty damn good. Um, Cameron hits the like. Okay, so back in the day, um, it was uh, Prince Puma used to do this. I think it's the first person I saw do it. And he would do this like Northern Light suplex and then like flip out of it and land on his feet. But he never like because he's grounded with the guy that he's holding it's like he's bridging but he's flipping over and then hitting another move and this guy did yes. that twice <laughs> it's really cool he did like believe that's in my notes it's really cool and then like a double version of the northern lights on both war dogs and that was really cool a little bit sloppy getting you know getting a little sloppy here but you know there's a big finish lots of tag moves on, on bullet club but bullet club just handle them no problem uh high low Super finisher, but no big dive over the corner post from Leon. Oh my god, that guy looked like he wasn't even trying, and he cleared the post and was like had so much air. That was awesome. He could have jumped wanted... the fuck out of the copper box if he wanted to. I mean, I wanted to see more of that, you know. It's yeah. like, I know that's supposed to, you know, get the bullet club heat, but it doesn't. It just makes me like, oh well, big swing in New Japan dick. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> Leon goes for another big dive, but he gets crotched on the ropes. Uh, no chaser. Drill a killer and a super finisher full clip thing on camera for the win. It's pretty good. New Japan up four to zero. Dude, this was great. And we had bloody. You're right. Not only did uh, Bullet Club handle them, no problem. But hey, uh, Clark Connors hits his finisher. Drill Maloney hits his finisher. Then they combine and hit their tag team finisher. I'm like, all right, I get it. You're, you're winning. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that was great. But uh, I don't know. I, I, is a good fit for uh, the, the, the Bull Club. So I, I, it's working for me. I like it. But uh, Totally. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. perfect. It's just, you know, get them some competition. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yours right. is better. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do it. We've got uh, Al Fantasmo, Tama Tonga, mm -hmm. Tongaloa. Yeah, yeah. David Finley, Gabriel Kid, and Alex uh, Alex C. And my first response was, "This was like, oh my god, is there more of this?" And then I'm thinking, in my brain, like, wait, 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 maybe this was filmed before everything got all destroyed in destruction then i see tamatonga coming out with the never gold yeah elp coming out with a strong open weight tag title belt i'm like oh right this is after why are you still wrestling why are you still wrestling the feud is over you got your belt back you face get out of here but anyway there's more of this El Fantasmo, he does take a gnarly bump from a back suplex by gabriel kidd i also love that uh, by the way, as, as I'm watching Tongaloa wrestle, I notice he's using the arm a lot, the arm that allegedly mm -hmm. got recently injured. Dude, I have to, like, you would know this for sure. I don't know this to be true, but I feel like it's true. I, I will bet, like, a bajillion dollars that every wrestler has used tape on a part of their body or bandaging, even though they're not injured. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on, man. Just some of that stupid tape wrestlers wear. Just put it on your elbow or something yeah. just to be like, hey, my arm was back. No, he just. 
He should tie, you know that thing? He should tie a little piece of string around his finger and that'll remind him to sell, you know, because you're supposed to put a little finger, you know, piece of string around yeah. your finger to remind you of something. So, oh my God. Oh, well, yeah, well, so... He'll cut up a piece of K tape and put it around the finger. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for these six guys to start seeing other other guys, and it's fine. I, but I'm enjoying the match. I'm entertained. Gabriel Kidd, as always, makes me laugh and does badass shit. Alex C throwing people around like crazy. It's good. LP taking sick bumps. I, I like Tamatonga too. Hopefully he gets a chance to do something with this belt this time because he's his third time with the damn thing, with the Nevergold. Uh, but this match ends in a way um, just – just no. What? Come on, man. This match ends with Tongaloa giving the newly dethroned Never Open champion David Finley the ape shit and pins him for one, two, and three. And. <laughs> mm, so that happened. Tongaloa has like a long list of accomplishments this year, including beating Will Ospreay and now beating David Finley. So, um, may I play devil's advocate here, um, and and say that this is this can be a good thing story wise going forward because this means that like this storyline is ending because not only did he take ape shit, but he took everyone else's finisher too. Like Finley yeah, got left alone true. in the ring. Everybody killed him. It's like, all right, we're, you know, done with that. Moving on. It just kind of sucks that like this guy they built up so much loses the Tongaloa and maybe that's his next feud or maybe something different's going on. You know, it, it, like I'm pretty sure destruction has a match between the two of them that I mentioned oh. that on the show. And I'm like, look, all right, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge Tungaloa matches. He's going to have matches. He's going to have feuds. It's fine. I, I can accept that. Does he? Look, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just seen Hontai versus Bullet Club. Just come on, man. Copper Box hadn't seen it yet, you know, so. No, because they don't have New Japan World or whatever. Like. <laughs> The android had to sell Tonka Lowe's stupid like chop thing. I was like, oh no. And <laughs> I was like, no. One of your strongest wrestlers. Oh no. Mm. I was also was wondering, did ELP even tag in? I don't, don't think he did. I don't <laughs> think he did. I think he just ran in the ring a few times and hit that moonsault. That was really funny. But uh I, you know, as the as much as pain as that could, you know, give you, I would hope that your heart was filled with joy for this next match because I know someone else's heart was filled with joy. We hear, you know, the music for United Empire and fucking Gideon loses his fucking mind. He's just screaming, the greatest man who has ever lived. And he's like, also Akira is here. He's happy to see Akira. But he doesn't give a fuck about anyone else except Great O'Con. <laughs> and it's 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 because I you know he used to announce Great O'Con at Rev Pro when he he you know he's also making his triumphant return and and you know he's a crown jewel of the United Empire, one of the founding members. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? I I love Gideon Gray because up to this point, has he been good on commentary? Yeah. He's been putting people over, even when he's like saying, I don't like this prick, but you know, also put him over. He's been really good. 
suddenly someone from the United Empire's music hits he, and he and he and he goes from being really good to just going like absolutely bonkers. Mate, okay. he's, he's screaming at the top of his lungs like his favorite soccer team just scored like the fucking goal <laughs> here. And Great O'Connor was the one who scored it. Like he like he just scored three goals in one game. Yeah, it was nuts. I loved it. <laughs> you can't eat your meat if you don't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Goal! That's the greatest soccer call of all time. But um, or, or food football. But uh, anyway, yeah, so Gideon gets all fired up, and this match is Akira and the Great Okan versus Shota Umino and Renderita, their first tag match together as uh, heavyweight, you know, tag matches. And I have named this team the two U's. So it's, uh, or two Utes, if you want to call it. So, because it's the, every time I'm writing it in my notes, I'm like, oh, these are the two U's. You know, and that's what they are. So the two Utes uh, versus United Empire. Gideon fucking cracks this joke which is so funny he's like roughneck he's like i don't understand it he's like he's like oh you know showed umino all rough and tumble making fun of him so he starts calling him itchy neck (laughs) (laughs) so so the match starts with itchy neck and great okan but the two use use teamwork on great okan you motherfuckers ren and great okan go on for a little bit and uh akira helps out the crowd is very familiar with Great Okan, and they love the Mongolian chops. They go nuts for that. So, because that's new to them, you know. Yeah, he he's been back since he's got those, but only you know when he won the title and then lost it, I guess. So, uh, so it's good to see Akira do his cool flippy flops. He looks, I man, there. I am majorly distracted during this match, right? Because I'm looking at Akira, and I'm like, man, he looks just like the condemned from heels because Akira now has. <laughs> long hair and i'm like so i so i googled the condemned to get look at a picture to see if i could make a funny meme and i noticed that pro wrestling tees don't give them money or buy anything from them but they are selling heels merch and they have a condemned shirt and they have i like they got wild bill shirts they got fucking crystal shirts (laughs) they got a there is a bobby pin shirt but not only that the coolest shirt they have is a gully Andy Warhol shirt. <laughs> it's just so I was a little distracted while I was watching this match, but I I was not too distracted to notice that these two U's team up on Great Ocon. Again, I'm disgusted. And this match <laughs> is all about showing us that the two U's are working together, right? So that's kind of the whole idea. So they hit this cool like double insecurity thing on Great Ocon, showed it dishes. Uh oh, he dodges the fireball and hits the ignition on Akira for two. Death Rider on Akira and the two U's beat um, <laughs> United Empire and Gideon's reaction is pretty great. So, yeah, you, you, as soon as I saw this match, I was like, "Oh no, poor Akira, I've missed you." But yeah, <laughs> all right, dude, this match is amazing. <gasps> Did you see who I... showed up? What? Did you see who showed up for this match? Who? Well, up until now, we've just had generic refs. Oh, dude! And all of a oh. sudden, here he comes. It's in my, it's in my mat, it's in my yes. notes. Here. It's like, yes. don't you worry, Chumpy himself, Mister Silver Shoe, Mister oh, Bus man. Driver. You drove the bus all the way from Japan. <laughs> it is the man, the he's myth, fun. the legend, Marty Asami. Yeah, he's refereeing this match, <laughs> and the match is Bushi and Tetsuya Naito versus Sonata and Doki. Uh, British Bushi. 
looks fucking cool as all hell. Uh, man, it was really cool with the Union Jack mask and stuff. Yes, and Chumpy is not only refing in uh, this Rev Pro New Japan show, it's refing a Doki match. Yeah. Just, that's just cherry. I like the start of this match too because the crowd's cheering for Naito to take off his pants, but they're not loud enough, so he starts to put them back on. <laughs> then the crowd gets louder, and he's like, "All right, I'll take my pants off now." It's a full-on house show, Naito. It's great. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Doki Doki interrupts Tran Tranquilo, gets booed. Mm. I also love that. <laughs> so, look, Doki, I loved you doing that, but. Uh, Nido is now going to do some shit to you that I'm not going to like that you deserved for messing up his spot, man. Because <laughs> uh, Nido then makes me hate him by trolling Doki. He has has him in these kind of gnarly things with his back freaking arched, and he's pulling not just on Doki's hair, but he's pulling on the uh, like, you know the the back of uh, Doki's mask where it ties up at the back as well at it's the same time. So it's essentially pulling tail, you know, it's like a little yeah. tail. So he's essentially doing doing that to to Doki nonstop. So I'm just like, you're a fucking son of a bitch, Naito. But <laughs> that was such a funny spot. <laughs> he had me laughing too. Naito, all the time he's doing this, he's just got this shit eating like kind of grin on his face, going la la la. Oh my god. Ah. So then it's then then there's the one of the most surreal things I can think of. Saw on this whole show happens, and I know he's probably done it once or twice already, but. It's still surreal to me, and that's seeing Tetsuya Naito put into a paradise lock. Yeah. That's yeah. freaking crazy. <laughs> we, we get a spot here where there's like also double submissions. So Doki, he manages to get <laughs> he hits daybreak. We know what happens after daybreak, he rolls him over. Doki Choki. Thank you, England. Thank you, UK. <laughs> Massive Doki 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 Choki chance. Awesome. Yeah. <sighs> I'm really enjoying that. But uh, there's a big assisted DDT on Doki by Naito and Bushi and a Destino on Doki. Of course, after the match, Bushi shows he's a piece of shit too with a cheap uh, miss shot into Sonata's eyeballs post-match. <laughs> and and then Naito is is not done being entertaining as fuck. He's like the crowd. You know, you know how when a wrestler walks past, people put their arms out. I want to touch his back. <laughs> well, all the fans have got their arms out to touch Naito, and holy fucking hell! Yeah, what happened? I'm pretty sure the didgeridoo parade just went past. Oh wow, I couldn't hear it at all. That's awesome. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if that was sarcasm or not, but anyway, uh, so Naito. While he's walking back up the ramp, it's not a wide ramp, so people can easily kind of on either side can easily reach over and touch him. So he's got his body to the side, and he's walking back up like a crab, trying to avoid being touched. And sometimes his, his body movements are kind of like how you'd be if like uh, you're a bank robber and you use spray paint or something spray can to go. Oh, look! There's the red trip lasers. <laughs> and then you step over them and around them and things. That's how Naito was dodging this crowd. He did not want English hands touching him. What was that movie? Was hilarious. What was that? That was a movie where it's like, uh, I can't remember that really famous like Spanish lady that was pretty. And she like went through all the, the beams, you know, and all that stuff. Man, that's killing me. That movie was really funny. Well, 
there's a joke in there somewhere. But uh, <laughs> that um, there was some really good Gideon stuff during this uh, match too, because he hates Bushi and he really hates really Naito. Like yeah, Naito yeah. took his his like you know walking stick and broke it. He took his jacket and ripped it. So he they got a lot of history and uh, that shit was fun. But uh, Gideon had the best call maybe of the whole night. Is that okay? So Sonata has just put Naito in the paradise lock. He hits the kick, and Gideon goes right up the arse. Good on you, Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. I thought that was so funny, man. Oh man. Okay, I'm glad I got this next one because I have all kinds of interesting notes about this. The who's which, who's what champion. So we got TJP Henari on the cob versus. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Stank Belt Champion, Eddie Kingston, Strong Champion and Ring of Honor Champion, and Michael Oku, British Heavyweight Champion, who, by the way, we've seen Michael Oku every time we've been very impressed with him. He's tremendous. He also is like a little out of control. Like he's kind of like his entrance, he doesn't acknowledge anyone else exists. And it's like Tanahashi and Eddie Kingston are standing right there. And he's just like doing his whole thing. And it's like, cool, bro, but like, wouldn't you change it up a little bit and maybe acknowledge those guys and give them a high five? But it's like, it's like he's a singles guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really funny. Uh, I found it interesting. Uh, but he was very over and Eddie Kingston also oh, yeah. very super over. Hanare, just like Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker, has been carrying this feud. And uh, he's finally, you know, ready to get his hands on Eddie. So that's a big part of this match. Uh, TJP in the ace lockup for some really good mat wrestling and hair pulling shenanigans. I like that. Um, <laughs> the ace slips on the ropes and botches a splash. And the ropes are a little loose, to be fair. That's not his fault. Maybe a little. But, uh, you know, so United Empire, they're like, we know this song. You you guys know this song. We'll sing it for you. And they beat up Tanahashi for a while. And uh, <laughs> it's really great. And uh, so uh, we get a big tag in from Hanari and Eddie. And they get fucking never as fuck with it. Uh, double machine gun chops on poor uh, Hanare. That was bullshit. I was mad. And then uh, Michael Oku gets in and nearly dies on a dive. He's like, here we go. My big chance. And then whoop. <laughs> Almost dies. <laughs> so also his gimmick is he's the master of the half brab, which I think is fucking funny as hell. So he's trying to get that on people and stuff. And it's great, but uh, United Empire team up on him and hit all kinds of cool moves for a near fall. TJP and Oku do cool British grappling. That's very enjoyable. Everybody gets in the pool and hits moves. Uh, TJP dodges making Oku hit Eddie Kingston. Then it's a wacky pin and Oku snags a win, uh, you know, from TJP. We got to, they're only guys on uh, United Empire that could lose, I guess, which makes sense, you know, because everybody else has got huge matches coming up. So these two guys had to lose, but uh, I liked it. I had to watch both members of Catch 2 2 lose tonight. Uh, but uh, Michael Oku, yeah, he's the only Rev Pro guy that kind of wins tonight as well, isn't he? Yeah. It's So it's five and one, New Japan. That's right. But, but. <laughs> He also had Tanahashi tagging with him, so yeah, like New Japan still gets like part of those points. Yeah, that's so, true. I, I would say four and a half to a half. <laughs> so that's how we're gonna do it. Four point five to point oh five. Got it. So all right. I forgot this was going to happen until like I don't know, 
after the previous match, then I'm like, oh, Shingo's coming out. Fucking cool. Who's new wrestling tonight? Then I hear, I'm like, oh, fuck. For real? I'm going to get a never match on this show? Oh, hell yeah. Here's my one word review. Heaven. <laughs> this is my shit. This is our shit. Yeah. This is fucking gnarly. Like, I'm not going to like sugarcoat this and say that they did a whole bunch of different shit that you've probably never seen before, but they remixed this match up enough to keep it fresh, keep it exciting, keep the crowd just going fucking nuts. This was absolutely incredible. By the way, they, they do headbutt each other post-match too, so like that's kind of <laughs> fucking hell. Crowd, like, I love it when Ishii comes out in, in overseas because uh oh he uh, that's right he was a rev pro champion as well yeah. so he yeah Ishii comes out he's he's over like they're going for him in fact they want him to win more than shingo yeah the whole match uh shingo's a little surprised by it but uh he's not gonna let it bother him bother him and uh by the end of the match like they're chanting for both guys i guess and there's fight forever chance there's also a this is awesome chant like come on man they get to see a never style japanese match pretty much in their their home area man how cool is it mm -hmm. oh there's a little bit of slipperiness with some of the i'm fine because it is i love this match by the way there's some there's a little bit of slipperiness when uh both men go to do top uh top rope moves i noticed loose yeah that's uh i think those ropes are a little more loose than what they're used to you know yeah so uh but uh nothing they they managed to make it work and i feel like ishii was just like i'm not going to do a top break super uh superplex uh, i'm just going to do a middle rope one this time so uh <laughs> that's what he did and i'm like man i don't care all the, all the other crazy shit. like they run at each other some all right i've seen a lot of pumping bombers but i think uh maybe maybe the added jesus christ added to it but uh i think i see one of the gnarliest pumping bombers i've ever seen by shingo onto ishii i thought he just fucking knocked his head off and see matches like this will come up and then they'll remind me that like this is my shit this is what i love why aren't they fighting over that stupid fucking title that well, i well <laughs> maybe they will you know this is what's it it's charlton keeps saying this is a de facto um you know no, never yeah, yeah so and all right so shingo wins with he i've i rarely see him do a really quick last of the dragon like a really quick snappy strong looking one usually he sets it up looks it around boom then hits the move uh but i've seen him do it with the made in japan many times like just done well this is one of the fastest last of the dragons i've ever seen it looked powerful awesome and kind of disgustingly br brutal as well so uh Hell yeah. Uh, Shingo and Ishii did not wrestle like they're on a house show and they were taking it easy. They wrestled the way Shingo and Ishii always wrestle. And that was, uh, yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. It was amazing. I loved it. What do you think of this one? I, I would agree with half of that statement. I think the first half was like a never match at like three quarter speed, you know, and then, uh, but halfway through, they picked it up and it was like good. There was also a really scary part where like Shingo puts up Ishii for a DVD and they just can't hold on to him for some reason. And he's just like, well, I can't help him down. 
So I'll just let him go, and Ishii just falls. It's like, oh, ouch. I did notice that. So that was a little scary, but it seems like they were having slippery issues, like you said, in this match a little bit. But here's what I was hoping. So I was watching this, and, you know, the crowd's been singing. You know, as the British crowd, they like to sing songs, and I really like that. I think that's cool. It really fills audio space, too, and it's it's nice. But I was re really hoping we could get, like, uh, you know, during this one, it would be like, hey, she, ooh. Ah, I want to know, will you be my girl? Like, why couldn't we get that, you know? No, you got to end it. Oh, if you'll be my dog. That's how I'd end it. Yeah, but is that for real, bro? Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, after the match, Luke Tomatonga out to accept the challenge for the never title. So maybe this is a way to get the belt back on someone who is never um, I really hope so. Goddamn, I'm rooting for Shingo in that match so much. And that will be at one of these shows that we... I am, happen, so. I'm thinking it's at the... Uh, not, I'm thinking it's at uh, the American show. Props. Yeah, and then... Well, yeah, because I hope that Hinari challenges the winner of that match. You know? Ah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, it's a, it's a possibility there. And now... We're not so mad that Tonga Loa pinned Finley, you know? So anyway, Luke, uh, this is kind of a one match show a little bit, you know, it's all about yeah. this main event. You know, this is kind of like two of the most successful British wrestlers of all time are facing off against each other in, you know, their kind of home turf in front of one of their home promotions and front of their home crowd. What a cool deal. I think that, you know, the commentary does a really good job describing, you know, the atmosphere and how electric it is. Cause honestly, doesn't really come off on TV if you're just watching it. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just, you can't really, can't feel that coming through the screen. And that's something that honestly makes me not really like the show very much. One of the reasons that I, I love New Japan, it's one of the only wrestling things that I, wrestling tv shows or whatever that i watch on tv that make me feel like i'm there and when you take that part away it i don't like it as much i'm not talking about this match in particular i'm just talking about the show overall so yeah uh the match is the iwgp uk title uh match it is uh will osprey versus zach saber jr and these guys have wrestled many times the opening package that they have is tremendous showing them throughout the years and their rivalry and all that stuff it's really cool it's really good um, and, uh, I just wish I could hear the ring, you know? So, um, these guys, they're both British guys. So guess what they're going to do? Cool fucking world of sport, British mat wrestling. And that's what they do to start. And they both do clean breaks because they're both baby faces here, which is great. And so, uh, we get this insane series of reversals that like only these two guys could possibly do with each other. Zack Sabre Jr. uses his legs to trap and kick Will's arm. Ah, that was yeah. insane. There's a lot mm -hmm. of shit that's insane. I have to say, like, if I was going to be critical of this match, we don't see anything new from Will Ospreay, but we see all kinds of just wild shit from Zack Sabre Jr. You know what I mean? Uh, like, he, I agree, yeah. he's so innovative. But but at the same time, it's kind of, there is no heel in this match, but I guess Zack Sabre Jr. is the de facto heel because his game plan is to not let Will fly around he's going to break your arm when you try to fly he's going to break your leg when you try to fly and that's kind of what happens here so um they do that shit it's awesome 
I can't like call all the spots. It's just not going to happen, but it's so pretty until they both started, you know, getting into some like, you know, strike competitions and then it's not so pretty anymore. And then it's like, Oh, ouch. And, uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. So Zach Sabre Jr. does a series of incredible Canadian holds and the way he gets into them and the way he gets out of them are just, I don't know how to describe them. Please watch it. It's incredible. So, um, and at this time, also the crowd, they both have a song for these guys. So there's like, oh, Zack Sabre Jr. And then there's, uh, oh, spray, oh, spray, oh, spray, oh, spray. So like, sometimes they're competing, you know, one's going, then one's going. But a lot of times what happens is it's like when one guy does something cool, they sing his song. And then when the other guy does something cool, they sing his song. So it's kind of neat that they're kind of cheering for both guys. I like that. Um, we get exotic leg holds from Zack Sabre Jr., all of them, a million of them, ones you've never seen, <laughs> so exotic. And then uh, when Will tries to fly, Zack Sabre Jr. grounds him with some other impressive hold. So Will finally lands his like handspring flippy kick, and we get this cool thing. It's a low Zack Sabre Jr., like he's trying to reverse like a – you know, a sunset uh, flip or whatever type thing right there. And Zack Sabre Jr. is like, oh, I'm already here. Neck crank. Boom. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So Will's like, okay, I'm going to try the cheeky Nando's. Nope. Reversed into a choke. And then boom. No, I'm going to go back for the cheeky Nando's again. Nope. Another reverse into a rear naked choke. And then uppercut to the neck, rolled into a Muda lock into uh, uh, this crazy uh, Nido's leg Nelson hold on Will. What in the fuck was that? That's so awesome. I, yeah. mm. <laughs> oh, man. Now, here's where it gets a little stiff. Uh, so there is a Yakuza kick uh, from uh, Will that is just absolutely insane. And then he finally gets the cheeky Nando's. And he kicks Zack Sabre Jr. in the face. And he kicks him one time. One of the times he kicks him is like, hey, Whoa, <laughs> like take it easy, fellas. Yeah, so, a little, I saw little... that. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe uh, like that yeah. one kick, one of those three kicks, those Chicky Nando's kicks had definite extra stank on it. Yeah, man, it was like, hey guys, whoa. But uh, then Zach takes con- Zach, he takes control and gets some more arm torture. There's all kinds of insane pin reversals, like all of them, lots of them, millions of them. Zach Saber Jr. They're going. They're both trying to get like uh, Will's trying to get the power bomb, the Liger bomb. So Zach Saber Jr. like counters it 50 times, and then he gets the Liger bomb, which is cool. And uh, Zach Zach keeps catching Will by the arm leading to like close calls and dramatic moments and stuff. There's a blade right to the face and Stormbreaker, but Zack Sabre Jr. kicks out and not too many people have done that, right? That's correct. Not too many people have. Like uh, maybe Ibushi? Yeah, I was thinking or Omega Ibushi. maybe or something. Or... May- no, it would have been Omega. Well, no, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Somebody's it... kicked out of it. Not many people. So it's... <laughs> send all your corrections too. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah and tell us where you want to communicate during shows. Anyway, um, so only Tonga Loa is strong enough to kick out of that move. That's what my note says right here. Um, and Will, <laughs> So Will stomps Zack Sutter Jr.'s face on the apron, which is a little Daniel Bryan shit right there. They fight to the top rope, and Zack Sabre Jr. hits this crazy Kushida flying arm bar. I loved it. It was so cool, man. He twists him, uh, Will up like a pretzel, but Will gets out. Zack Driver for two. Zach kicks the absolute shit out of Will, who fires up. 
big strikes, insane dragon suplex uh, from uh, Zack Sabre Jr., but Will's right back up. He hits a standing blade, uh, top rope, os cutter, ass to mouth from Will, and it looked awesome. Uh, Lucha spinning arm bar from Zack Sabre Jr. into the, the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all this, like, fight over the triangle hold here at the end. There's a lot of that. Osprey finally hits Hidden Blade. One more Stormbreaker and gets the win. It just passed 30 minutes, Luke. Woo! Yeah. Like, I, I'm also going to give give it to, to Osprey here for, the, yes, the three cheeky Nandos was pretty damn good, but I really like this uh, sequence where he, he hits a move, then rolls through, and, oh, he catches Zack Sabre Jr. and kind of rolls through and hits a German suplex deadlift on yeah. him. Yeah. So that's always going to get over with me. Zack Sabre Jr. even hits a huge power bomb. How many power bombs does Zack Sabre Jr. do? You know? <laughs> so, but uh, it's fucking gnarly looking headbutts. And Zack's smart. Like, I like Zack's psychology here because, all right, yes, he will do the headbutt spots with the, both heads. But then he's like, hey, I've been working this arm and I've got a head. I'm going to headbutt his arm. <laughs> I love that. That was pretty cool. We get a fucking dragon suplex too by uh, Zack Sabre Jr. It's like, okay, busting out all these suplexes and stuff too. So, man, he's lifted his game. Like, he's always been good, but he's got so much more shit in his arsenal. I like how they keep calling it the Zack driver now. They won't keep it called the Michinoki driver. Chris, make sure of that, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, for me, it was a two-match card because of that uh, Shingo Ishii match. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a bit of a two-card show. And I... Well, I'm kind of glad that uh, we got to watch it for free and rather than use more money, New Japan. Yeah, New Japan. Um, but yeah, I feel you, dude. I, I thought it was fine. I didn't, you know, this didn't give me that good feeling. You know, I really like the main event, but I mean, gosh, I just want to hear what's going on in the ring. You know, yeah. there was there's great moments in this match where dudes are hitting huge chops. Like Will, he's he's like adopted the Marafuji style chop now. Well, I can't hear it. It's like it doesn't matter if I can't hear it. So um, I just, to me, sound is one of the most important parts of wrestling. It's one of the reasons I don't give a shit about commentary because I kind of would rather they not be there so I could hear more what's going on in the ring. So when you take that away, it pisses me off. But at the same time, it wasn't a bad show at all. Absolutely. Uh, okay. That's funny. Sorry, I got distracted by something, but uh, I I do apologize. I was uh, looking at uh, a potential diary entry for for today. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. You're, you're podcasting, like... Luke. You're not. You're not getting distracted. You were podcasting. That's right. I was. That, that's that is correct. Look, it was... <laughs> I wish there was more stuff on the show that that kind of mattered. Does that, that yeah. make sense? Like, it's, maybe that's why they only sold half the bloody venue, but. Uh... That's a shame. It deserved to have a few, a couple thousand more people in, especially for Billy Zack Sabre Jr.'s main event. That was amazing. But uh, yeah, so I guess we've got a show on tonight, which uh, I won't be seeing live, Mr. Guy, just to let you know right now, because yeah. uh, my father in law's coming over tonight. We're going to Oktoberfest after this, which uh, means I'll be in no position to do any kind of wrestling and stuff. Plus, I have people over, so it'll be weird. Anyway. But then there's what power struggle coming up in World Tag League, and then we've got that American show next week. We got stuff yeah. happening. It's pretty lots good. of stuff happening. So it's oh, like yeah. our little like off season is fucking over, brother. It's time 
to uh you know to basically get back to our old school groove and start be watching wrestling all the time we got like two different kinds of shows going on at the same time next weekend it's going to be nuts and you better believe we'll have more google reviews and wrestler diaries and everything else that you've come to love us for damn straight we will uh, speaking of diaries i've got a really quick one here mr guy so uh here it is it's by uh um a son of a bitch bastard named <laughs> Yoshinobu Katamaro. And I feel like he'd be really tickled for fans, wrestling fans to call himself names because he's a heel master. So, uh, you know, I say with the utmost respect, you fucking asshole. All right. So here it is. Uh, it, it was sent to us by, uh, by Jake Doom, as always. And uh, sh she has a one-word comment on this, which is, well... <laughs> So uh, tug onto your collars, everyone. It's going to see what's what we're all helping, helping about. Here we go. Yoshinobu's Katamaru. Yoshinobu's Katamaru Diary? No, that That's the one. one. All right. It's September 24th, 2023. Diary on hiatus. Yoshinobu Katamaru's diary, My Life as a Drinker, will not be published this week. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause to fans who have been looking forward to it and ask for your understanding and understanding. New Japan Pro Wrestling official website. What? That's not a real diary. It's right there, dude. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's disappointing. I think that, you know, that that's funny. Maybe he was joking around or maybe uh, somebody's playing jokes with us. But uh, no, no, no. I'm thinking like maybe it's the time. It's around the time he turned heel. It's been about a month, hasn't it? Or Probably. he's about to turn here or something. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's part of it. Hey, because uh, there aren't many heels doing the diary entries on these things. That's true. So uh, that might be part of it. Otherwise, otherwise, I'd be annoying Jamie for every fucking house of torture diary entry I can get my hands on. Uh, <laughs> you know. So uh, I feel like if Evil had a diary entry, she definitely would have sent it into us by now. Even a Yujiro one, so I want to know, I know where the pimp diaries at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to read those though. My life as a pimp, you know, maybe not. Yeah, fuck you, Jiro. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, so that's a nice little short and sweet uh diary entry. I can read another one if you want, but I only got two left, so I'm gonna save them for other episodes. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Mr. Guy. Uh, yeah. Just... Yep. One more thing we got to talk about. We forgot to mention after the show, uh, Gabriel Kidd attacks Will Ospreay. So that was a thing that happened as well. So I guess I forgot to mention that earlier. That's the only thing. We didn't forget anything else. Just No, that. we also didn't uh, forget Shooter Umino coming out for a title shot. Right. The Billy at the end of World uh, Quest either. Yeah, he talks for like 20 minutes. And then Shooter Umino comes out. And then uh, after they accept the challenge, it's pretty great. That's when uh, – so – Will Ospreay's like, yeah, I'll take a match versus you, but you got to get your boy uh, Moxley to take a match versus Great O'Conn. And that's how that got set up. Also, uh, Gideon Gray gets uh, called to the ring and, and they get a whole like United Empire celebration to end uh, the show. I'm sorry, dude. You, you, you missed the best part. You missed the best part with Shooter Umino going, got your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. That seems... That's a, I don't know. That's a weird thing to say to Will Ospreay, but. Well, you know, that 
it was in English and it was in, in, insulting. It was so funny. It was yeah. Nice. I mean, you know, it was funny too because he's like, Where did you learn that? And he's like, John Moxley. John he's Moxley. like, Oh, yeah. And then Great O'Conn's like, Oh, we think I could, I could fight that guy, right? And he's like, Sure. By the way, what a cool gift to give Great O'Conn. You know, they care about him. How awesome. Yeah, he, I mean, he's not going to win, but how awesome would it be if he did? And not only that, that's just a cool deal. He's going to have a big singles pay-per-view match versus one of the biggest stars in America. Ooh, Good for Great O'Conn. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm really excited for that. As as you just said, yeah. Great O'Conn is getting death righted big time. But uh, I know. But uh, I'll be happy if he manages maybe to pull out some of that uh, Autoraki kind of offense on uh, Moxley as well. going to be rough as guts, that match. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Definitely. And I think that's happening in Japan as well, not in it is. America. So even better, in my opinion. So there is that. All right. Man, that was fucking blast. How long have we been doing this? Man, that was awesome. Uh, unless there's... Oh, it's only been an hour? Is that true? Oh, wow. That's pretty short. Don't know. One, word. one, one show, show, I guess. But uh, yeah, unless there's anything you'd like to add, Mr. Guy. Uh, Ringo, we trust. <laughs>